Welcome back to the Sons of Thunder podcast. This is Sean. What's up, listener land? It's been a long time. Um, the Sons of Thunder, along with a lot of other podcasts, we decided to start recording some podcasts over Zoom, um, but the editing process was pretty daunting, so we never got to releasing these, but I think we're going to go through um, our podcasts and release them as quarantine podcasts. These podcasts were recorded during quarantine, and this specific one that we're releasing we're super excited about it's it's on the resurrection um within quarantine we talk about our different experiences in quarantine and just how they relate to the the resurrection this was recorded on april 14th 2020 um two days after um easter so we're we're definitely very much in quarantine still and we're very excited for the resurrection and, and all the stuff that comes with it so tune in and we're happy you guys are here we're happy you guys have, have made it out of um the semi-quarantine in minnesota and we're looking forward to releasing more podcasts in the future and interacting with you more now Sons of Thunder is a podcast for young men by young men about living a life centered around faith, fellowship, and fitness. Welcome, everybody, to the Sons of Thunder podcast. This is weird seeing myself do the intro. I don't like it. Um, but welcome like back it. to another week. We're still in quarantine, just like the rest of y'all. Um, maybe there's a few renegades out there breaking the rules, not doing the whole quarantine thing. But um, it was going okay up until the snow fell here in Minnesota. Um, it seems like we have uh, shortened spring and no summer. And in addition to that, we can't really hang out with our friends in person. Um, I think a lot of us are growing a little weary of the uh, Zoom happy hours, so to speak. And uh, not all is bleak. You know, Easter happened. I was going to say, Mitch, you're making it sound like the world's ending, man. <laughs> I know. It's <laughs> just so, you do need a break from this. Life is, life is good for the most part. We're going to get more into detail, though, so stay tuned. We should give a quick shout out to our sponsor for this. Category. Oh, yes, of course. Yeah. Absolutely. We want to give our profound thanks and gratitude to Rain Teeter of Hydreon. Uh, he's graciously helped to put on this episode and has helped to uh, keep us going in these times. And Rain runs something called, uh, let's see here, it is Lifeboat Network. They run servers for Microsoft's uh, Minecraft. They do a lot of fun games, different uh, servers and platforms and small uh, action games like that. It's really cool. cool. I played Minecraft all throughout high school and middle school a little bit, but this one's different. They have different uh, like action games and sequences you can be a part of, and we will absolutely link his info. And they have job openings right now, and different. Uh, you can actually sign them up for a contest. They're in some sort of voting appeals right now, so we can do our best to, you know, bolster there. Uh, that's great be there yeah i uh my, my first time playing minecraft i was on a plane ride to mexico um i had this do you guys remember like the little netbook do you guys remember like the tiniest laptops like little dells and all that stuff <laughs> <laughs> i downloaded it on there and it was a slow like like i, I was just like this uh, on this plane just like playing offline or whatever and it was just like so slow that's been like the touchpad it was so bad 
I was like a freshman in high school, but since then, I mean, I, I played on Xbox and stuff. Minecraft, super fun, just created. And um, yeah, I mean, it creates, a, creates a, a reality outside of our reality that kids can kind of enter into fun together. So it's fun building stuff. You know, people, a lot of my friends used to build like just cities and I'm like, I would just go, mm-hmm. like, what is this? Like, how have you found that? <laughs> this is so cool. It's crazy it's really how many. Thing. You guys, do you remember that? like stories of old episode the one about like the king warrior magician lover that i sent mm-hmm. yeah so he obviously makes different deep uh union depth psychology analyses of videos but he has one on minecraft that's pretty pretty weird take on it very interesting it's about wow. how the sandbox interface what it represents for I don't know, human interact. It's, it's very deep and very profound. And I'm wondering if we should even watch that ourselves and then go yeah. ahead and get Minecraft to play. I would love I would to love get that. some multiplayer going. <laughs> Jake, Sean, I, would play, I would 100% play Minecraft with you right now. This is the perfect time. Uh, yeah. You just play for so long, you'd end up getting a headache. And it's like, yeah. what time is it? Yeah. What year but is hey, it? I have a... I have stock in Microsoft, so I'm happy happy to give him a shout out here. Thank you again to Rain Teeter and Hydreon, who helped support Lifeboat Network. It's a great software and platform for Microsoft's Minecraft. So anyone out there who's a big Minecraft uh, fan, go ahead, check it out. They're looking for jobs, too. You can help promote them in a survey they're doing. Uh, we just want to give our thanks again to Rain and the great team at Lifeboat. So... Thanks again. You can check them out just by Googling those two words, Lifeboat Network. Yeah, dude, I, I got, um, I didn't play too much Minecraft, but I started watching PewDiePie like uh, two years ago. Oh, that's the streamer? Yeah, I don't know what, like, what's his deal? So he just got back into Minecraft. So I feel like I'm just such a nerd because I watched <laughs> this guy play Minecraft. And it's interesting to me. I just feel such like such a nerd. But it's well, so you funny. still ended up with a wife and a kid. So you did. did really yeah. Devastating. He made it. <laughs> well, I'm, so I'm like, just, I'm, yeah, go for it. It's, it's hilarious just watching him play. And I like I've never played the game, but it's he just makes it so interesting. It's hilarious. Yeah. Well, like streaming is such a, it's a brand new like career. Like people make millions off of just oh, yeah. video games and streaming. Think and about it. it. We're, we're of the same genus, you know, yeah. like technically one of us could be, we're like streaming each other really is what our podcast is. Well, we're I was streaming I was into to each a, other. I was talking to a police officer in Minneapolis and he's like, yeah, my son lives down in Georgia. He's like a professional gamer. He makes like five, $5,000 a month. I'm like, that's crazy. Just <laughs> play video games. But I think like, I think the attraction of streaming is like someone is really good at something. Right. Or like it is specifically Minecraft. Like they built this massive thing like they've taken time. And then it's just like, we're like, we have the opportunity to just kind of like enter into that with them or just like watch yeah. them, you know, kind of see that. It's just kind of a, it's yeah, a fun thing, but like, there but really like is all a connection. Kids want to play, like all of us boys want to play video games. You know what I mean? But so it's just like I'm not, I'm not like choosing to play video games, but I'm watching someone play video games. I don't know if it's any better, right? But it's kind of yeah. like, right? I don't know. It's kind of funny. It's so yeah. funny because you get all these, um, I don't want to say boomers, but like old people that just don't understand it. They're like, 
So you're not even playing the game. You're watching someone <laughs> play the game and then you give them so money. Lazy. <laughs> you're like on Patreon. You pay them six bucks a month to watch yeah. them play the game. It's hilarious. When, when you put it in those so terms, it's it yeah. so lame. It's, it's so crazy funny. the way you can make money these days. Like Instagram, if you're somewhat famous, people pay you so much money to do a post. Yeah. I think Cristiano Ronaldo gets $250,000 for each Instagram post he does. Well, the fact that like influencer is like a title for a position now, it's like I influence <laughs> like a brand. Like, I don't, it's just so funny that it's going to become like, a degree. Platforms. Oh, yeah. Seriously, yeah. <laughs> <USD. laughs> the communications department is probably going that way. Like, let's see how we can make ourselves look better on Instagram. <laughs> just, you know, Eric, class on poses. I want to build off that some seriousness. You were talking about influencers and, that I mean, we've been circling the drain about entering into the. Wow, Mishki's really staring into the. <laughs> oh, he makes nine hundred seventy-five thousand dollars per Instagram post. Your eyes are so big. Ronaldo does. Guys, I'm going to be an influencer. <laughs> you have the face for it. Yeah, you got the face, Mishki. Get out of here. Get out. Of here. And you like nature. My, yeah, yeah. I, I love <laughs> nature. I need a different background. Watch out, calendar edition for Mitchie coming out. I'm going to make make. No, oh, you're the cop. You're going to be the cop. You'll be on that calendar. <laughs> nope, not yet. You're going to, yeah, we got the mall cop. <laughs> That's right, yeah, thanks. You're, you're making those videos like Parliament at Equalash have a calendar for everyone. Oh, what? I think we could, I think we can make a sweet calendar edition. Just John bodybuilding. Jacob just just finance guru kinda and then and then Sean with his with his baby, just super cute. And then me just with a beer someplace on a beach or something. I don't know. Very good aesthetic. We we touch all bases. Yeah. No, but you hit on something E. And I think this will play back into our main point about how to live out Easter in uh, you know, sequestered, cornered, limited space. But I was reading this book. Man, the Saint, and it's really good. It's written in the 40s or 50s, and I think they're all sold out. He went on a print after the first edition, but this line stuck out to me. And this is in reference to what you were talking about with the influencers. Yeah. And how, if that is not indicative of our culture, it's like people get paid to really, they're just puppets of these larger corporations who want people to become nothing but consumers and cogs. This line is for us though and i quote the christian does not seem to realize that it is for him each one of us in our own place to direct the course of society not just to rule ruling for the sake of ruling really hold the helm for society how many christians are aware that they hold this possibility in their hands end quote it's for us like we are tasked by christ to really renew and reshape the face of the temporal world and if we are being honest with ourselves we're losing that battle if people are literally being paid to do that this is the role this is the function of the influencer and where is the christian influencer we can get different iterations of that with like from the more extreme televangelists or people who give out and try to become of the world while in the world but no, it's our duty and it's our task. And it's in fact, our birthright, our, you know, airship to become those who steer the ship of the world. Mm -hmm. I think 
this is something that, you know, Rain was really emphatic about with us. He's like, I'm, I'm always called to support God's ministry wherever he's putting it up. So I feel, I feel bolstered that Sons of Thunder is trying to do that. We're trying to become influencers in our own way if we want to categorize it. Like, yeah, it's funny. I mean, now that you say that, it's just like, yeah, that's kind of, we just, just flipped the whole argument back on ourselves. <laughs> like that's actually really kind of like what we got together in 2017. We're like, Hey, let's, let's do this thing. We'll try and influence the men's culture with this podcast, you know, and like kind of, you know, what is that going to look like? Yeah. So I think like, I, f- I feel like the, the topic today is just like the quarantine resurrection of, you know, with this, with, with this time that we've spent in, in quarantine or being limited in our homes with, with Lent, it was easy to just enter, just enter into that because it was the desert. It was kind of, it was like forced upon us. You just have to remain at home and you have to experience the suffering and things like that. And then Easter comes around and it's, you know, we said this before, but like we were expecting something new, like Easter was coming and we we're, you know, all hoping we could go to church and we could all, all hope that we could be engaging within the body of Christ within the, with the people. And, and that's what happens during mass is just like, it's the beauty it's Easter vigil, the lights come on, the music, the music, you know, roars. And it's just kind of this new life that is born. But within this quarantine resurrection, it's just kind of like, all right, it's Easter, but I'm still doing the same thing. I'm still stuck at home and I'm still trying to find a way to achieve or, you know, whatever. And I think in this time, the challenge of the Christian is, is, is seeking personal works of faith. Um, you know, James says that works without faith is dead. Uh, and it's, it's not necessarily a time to kind of achieve or to kind of uh, get over the bar to heaven right now, but it's a time to receive. Um, but it's like, it's living within the church, but apart from it, or it's living apart from the church, but without the sacraments in a way. It's like, what can I be doing in my day to day to enter into this resurrection? And I feel, I, I think it's, it's a, it's a deep blessing because the apostles, they didn't have the, you know, the disciples didn't have the church yet. They had to go to the tomb and see that Jesus wasn't there. They had to actually enter in and be aware of where Christ is revealing himself to them. And then he comes back and he commissions them and he says, go make disciples of all nations. He says, follow me. And I think that's the Lord's call for us right now is follow me in this time. Um, go and make disciples of all nations. Maybe not you know, you can't travel and go do that right now, but like make yourself a disciple and learn what it means to hear my word and to follow me. Um, I was reminded of second Timothy. Um, it says, therefore do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord, nor of me as prisoner. This is Paul when he's in prison. Timothy share in suffering for the gospel by the power of God who saved us and called us to a holy calling, not because of our works, but because of his own purpose and grace, which he gave in Christ Jesus before the ages began. And so Jesus was just, he just, he, he died, he was buried, and he, he was resurrected. And in that resurrection right now, we're called to this holy calling, but we're not necessarily called to just achieve our own works. It's not like, oh, I need to go kind of grasp this faith. I need to go grasp and create this, this place for me to achieve a belief in God. But it's, it's a total receptivity that we need to have right now towards the resurrection. Um, and the disciples kind of just like went on with their life. Like they just went fishing or they just were walking someplace. They were, they were living their day. And then Jesus would just kind of like appear. He'd be like, greetings. Like I'm here. Like, and they'd be like, Whoa, like he's here. And then he would vanish. And that's kind of how I feel right now. Like Jesus just kind of appears and then he just vanishes away again, you know? And I guess my question is like, how do we respond to the holy calling of the resurrection within quarantine? Um, without being able to go engage with one another, without being able to celebrate with our families, go to church, 
uh, how do we spend our day-to-day in quarantine but living in the resurrection? Uh, I'm reminded of something that Geertek said in Rome. This is one of his main points was, like you were saying at the beginning, Eric, of the distinction between faith and work, work and faith, is that he's like, the first thing you do is just make your verbal act of faith just like reaffirm your belief in God and trust in Christ and then go do your work. And that is what makes it supernatural. It's like, he'd always talk about supernatural soup. If you're an old lady making a soup for your husband, it's like, it's not very holy in comparison to giving your life up in a monastery, what have you, Hmm. but you're living out your life. This is like all that's put in front of you today, whatever it is, invite God into as you know cliche as that sounds St. Thomas Campus Ministry shirts say invite God in (laughs) I feel like those are the cheesiest things but it's like oh man that's it (laughs) literally step one just invite God into it that's why we begin in prayer that's why we pray so for us right now what does that look like you were talking about discipleship too and you know the difference between a disciple is one who is learning right who's abiding in truth learning in it and an apostle is one who goes out and spreads the truth so i think right now we're especially being called to be disciples um, and prepare ourselves so that we can once this thing ends be apostles good Um, point that's great and like you know obviously there are ways we can do both at the moment like zoom and everything but Um, John was making a good point. It's like, let's step back and analyze our day-to-day lives and see where else we can bring God in, maybe where we weren't, uh, such as the case maybe with the woman in the suit. Um, I think that can help give people more purpose in their lives, especially if they're limited or feel stuck Mm -hmm. between a rock and a hard place. Eric, you always mentioned how like the 20s is always a time of, you know, um, you were doing the reaping, the sowing analogy. Like right now we're planting, right? Mm -hmm. We're We're not reaping yet. Um, we're not sowing. Um, and I think this is like a worthy disruptor, so to speak, this quarantine. Um, it's forcing a lot of people to step back and really um, be creative with their faith. Absolutely. Yeah. Just to hit on your earlier point, Jake, I was, there's this devotional called Jesus Calling. It's like a daily thing. And usually they're pretty spot on, but for the past few months, it's just been like, ah, man, you're not hitting me. This is, this is batting 0 for 4 today. But the other one was the other day, it was like, hey, if you have nothing going on in your life, that's a gift for me to rest and to just enjoy my presence. Yeah. Like this is, if, if you're bored, it's kind of the only the boring get bored. You should put your feet up leisure well and know that the battles are ahead i remember we went on the leadership interns conference or institute uh eric's senior year my junior year and we went to make a retreat at the notre dame campus and all the guys are sitting around a table talking to dr Naughton of catholic studies and i was like man life's pretty good right now people my relationships are positive uh nobody's dying like what do i do and he's like well prepare for the bad times that's jacob i love i love that analogy of 
oh yeah, this is a time to be planting. Like we don't have an opportunity to reap or to, to sow, but it's a time to just like plant seeds. And yeah, John, I remember that conversation with Dr. Nod, it was just like total, a total gut punch, you know, it's just like, life is great. We're eating steaks right now. And we're just you know, like living in community, just in this beautiful, like Notre Dame campus. And it's just like, he's like, yep, like prepare for the battle. And I think, you know, Jesus gives us the same warning. He gives us the same commission. You know, he's like, he, he has commanded us to follow him in this time. And he, he says in the garden, before before he's taken to be crucified, he says, um, like, the world will not love you because because you are mine. You know, the world will not love you because I've, I've made you my own. Um, and it was just like, like, the enemy has a bounty on your head, right? And it was just like, th- th- there are things to come. But this posture of discipleship right now of, of kind of learning how to follow Christ in order that we may go preach Christ after, after all of this. Today I was praying with Matthew 6, um, just like, do not be anxious. Just with things going on with my life right now, I'm just like trying to figure out what's the, what's the long game I'm trying to play. What's the long-term thing? And I feel like a lot of us right now is like, what can I be doing in this time? Or what is it going to look like after this? I think on the last cast, we had talked a lot about like, the biggest question for the next eight months is going to be, what did you do in quarantine? Like, what did you accomplish? Things like that. And it was just this word from, from God just saying, don't be anxious. Like, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body or what, 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 you, what you will put on. Uh, it is, is not life more than food and the body more than clothing. And I just, I took that as like, is life not more than money? And is, and is your body not more than what you do with your life? Like in, in this time, like, is, is there not something more that we can be doing in this time? And I just, I, I feel like he provides for the grass. He provides for the birds. Like the birds don't need to go find food. Like the Lord provides for them. And so how much more is the heavenly father going to provide for us in this time? And I think within the resurrection, there's a specific grace to be had. Um, and I think, you know, it's no longer Lent, it's no longer a time to like sacrifice, but it's a time to rejoice and to take this time, like John, you were saying of like, I don't have much on my plate today, so I, I'm just going to rejoice. I'm just going to just be in the presence of, of the father and like, yeah, maybe I'll go play some video games. Maybe I'll watch some Netflix. Maybe I'll read for a bit. I'll sleep in today, like whatever. Right. But like to, to have a posture of rejoicing in that time, I think is important in the resurrection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Eric, I totally agree with that. I think. Um, it's very important to rejoice, but at the same time, you were saying how, you know, you're, you're dealing with being anxious, being fearful. And I think that's something that is definitely okay after Mm -hmm. the resurrection as well, because we need to remember that the disciples, after they even heard that Jesus rose from the dead, like they, they Mm -hmm. continued to lock themselves in their room, in the upper room. They were continually (laughs) scared. Like, They, some, like even two of them, I forget who was on the road when Jesus appeared to them. Um, but they're just, maybe, yeah, but they were just going back because they were like, they were just going back home. They were like, this, uh, this is it. This is over. We're scared and we were fearful. Everything was, everything was gone. Like we can totally Mm -hmm. identify with these disciples being so distraught and, and, you know, for us, it's, we know what happened. We know the full story, but for them, they were like, oh, he's dead and he's gone. The tomb's empty. Like he's not, there isn't even a body to like, be like, okay, he's dead. But like the tomb was empty. So yeah. they didn't even know what happened to him. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just okay. Happened yet. Yeah. They didn't even know what happened. And so what's interesting and what I think that we can identify as right now is when um, the two disciples were on the road. 
Jesus appeared to them and they didn't even recognize him. So I think Jesus is alive right now and Jesus is in our lives right now. Um, but we can't, we need to recognize him because it's, he's not going to be at the mass. He's not going to be at adoration. If we don't have the opportunity to go to adoration, we need to, you know, see, um, where he's acting right now in, in our quarantine lives, you know, and he needs to come into that fear because, um, until Jesus broke bread with them, then they realized where he was. So I feel like yeah. that's going to be like us until we go back to mass. Like this could be like, uh, we, our first time going back to mass would be like, Oh my goodness. God was doing such amazing things during our, yeah. because this is our time without God. And we're scared, you know, we're, mm. we're scared because we don't have the Eucharist. We're scared because, yeah. All of this could be for naught. So uh, there is so much time to rejoice and look for God acting too. And so. even just like leading up to Pentecost though, you know what I mean? Just like, yeah. you know, the disciples are like locking themselves in the upper room. There's fear. They're trying to remain faithful. And then they just get woke. You know, it's just like, they yep. just get woke, right. And they're like, whoa, yeah. like all, like this is the authority that he promised. Like this is the power that he was promising us. And here it is, you know? And yeah. so I think even leading up like in this time through to Pentecost of like, anticipating grace and just knowing and trusting and not. And and I think, you know, I think the Lord's word, right. Or I just think scripture in general teaches, teaches us a lot about how like not to follow Jesus. Right. I was just like, specifically around like, where's Jesus? And they're like, Oh, well he, he died and was resurrected. Like, like he said he was going to do, you know, (laughs) it's like, then they remember, right. It's just so funny that they, they live in this, like they're so human. And like we, we can we can read that and be like let, let us not forget the word, the word that the Lord has, has given us, but I think it's a cool time to be able to actually choose faith to be able to say this is what I want to believe I'm going to get creative with how I choose to believe, um, and I think you know there's always this fear of missing out. I remember I was just reflecting on this today, but like outside of quarantine, it was always like okay well, like what am I missing out on I need to go do these things and now it's like I'm not missing out on anything. So what am I creating for myself? You know, it's like, what am I doing today to not, you know, and it's, there's a certain freedom. I'm kind of like, this is nice. Like, this is, this is, this is okay to not feel like this fear of like anxious of like, I need to go accomplish things. Like I can just be today. Um, At the the last verse of Matthew six, it says, therefore do not be anxious about tomorrow for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. And so it's just, don't be worried about tomorrow. Like, like the day itself has anxiety, but we, we should not because we're Christians and, and, and we believe in the resurrection. We believe in what's to come. And I think leading up to Pentecost in this time, is, it's important to have that mindset. Yeah, it's cool because we already have the Holy Spirit, you know. Yeah, the disciples didn't true. have the Holy Spirit and they were stuck in the, yeah. the upper room and then the Holy Spirit came. So it's cool yeah. to see how the Holy spirit can still come in the, um, in the upper room, you know? And so another thing was like super interesting to me, just thinking about it. I've been watching the chosen. Have you guys heard of that show? I've, I've been waiting. I've been wanting to watch it. My, all, everyone's talking about it. Everyone's like, you need to watch this thing. So yeah, it's, kind of, it's, I've binged it. So I don't know if that's a sin, but it's about Jesus's <laughs> life, <laughs> but it's, uh, it's just, uh, this is like the first season. So that kind of introduced the characters. You, you get introduced to Simon and Jesus and all of the, most of the disciples. But what's most interesting, what I kind of saw and took from the watching the season was kind of just God's timing and Jesus's timing. Um, you, you know, you watch the, the wedding at Cana, 
and how that kind of dilemma, how Jesus was actually faced with a huge dilemma of like, okay, am I going to put myself out there? Am I going to do this? Like, and so kind of the end of the season, um, it's not really a spoiler, but it's just a super funny moment where Simon is kind of, he's kind of been watching Jesus and he's been like, okay, who have you told? Like, okay, who are we telling? Like, does she know? Like, it's just like, cause he knows that she's the Messiah, but he's like super excited to like tell everyone. So, um, yeah. the last episode is about the woman at the well and Jesus kind of reveals himself to her. And then she, um, she goes running to tell the whole city and he, um, she passes, um, Simon and Simon was like, you told her, right? And Jesus was like, yeah, I told her. <laughs> and Simon was just <laughs> pumped. He went up and gave Jesus a huge hug because he was so excited to, to mm. start spreading the news that the Messiah mm. was here. So it was super cool to learn about Jesus's mm. timing. And I think with this, it's kind of, we're all participating in that too. You know, we're all, we're all disciples right now, like you mentioned, Jacob, and, and soon we will be apostles but you know we got to the we got to get to the point where we're able to be apostles you know so we got yeah. to be using this time to to learn and mm-hmm. to you know invest in and in all those things yeah i'm reading this book it says the romans had this motto otium et bellum leisure and war these are the only two paths of life for a man of freedom this man of freedom wow. oh. spent his time at the hunt, the gymnasium, the study of military history, strategy, every way, making himself ready for war. It wasn't just leisure for the sake of leisure. It was discipling, like you're saying, Jake, just like you're learning so that you can use that. Uh-huh. That's so cool. Otium at Bellum. Sounds like Otium at Bellum. Sons of Thunder, Otium at Bellum. <laughs> Yeah, oh, I was reading a book about business and um, the person was talking about how people are complaining about these 70 to 80 hour work weeks. And obviously that's not for everyone, but she goes, if you love what you do, you incorporate it into your life, right? Mm-hmm. Like the um, Jason Everett's of the world, the, um, you know, what's his face? Matthew Kelly's, especially yeah. when they were our age. Their life was their ministry, was writing books, was traveling, was speaking. You know, their work week was like 120 hours. But the reality is they loved what they did. And so for the Roman soldiers, when they're not fighting their main job per se, not really. I know a lot of them were like carpenters and everything on the side, but they were, you know, learning uh, military. They're focused on that. And it makes me think of like, what do we do? that actually makes us grow, whether it's becoming a better son of God or husband, friend, whatever it is. And what do we do? That's literally just bullshit. You know, that's a waste of time. Um, cause yeah. that sounded like an awesome life, the Roman warrior. Um, uh, but it, it was yeah. focused. It had a purpose. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I that's think, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I think like focusing on what are we doing possibly that is mm-hmm. pointless and because yeah yeah the Christian life like the, the the all it should be all in you know you should be all in and when you're not out spreading the gospel you should be you know learning 
and you should be doing all these things. You should be like, if you're all in for, for Christ and the gospel and, and spreading the word, like that, that's kind of the, the Roman warrior type mindset. You know, if, if you're not out spreading the gospel, like then you're going to be in reading the Bible and preparing for when you are, you know? So, I mean, like, I hope to get there. I, I don't think that I'm there yet, but it, it's, mm-hmm. it's such a cool mindset to think. Thanks for bringing that up, John. That's legit. Yeah, I mean, life is war pretty much, and God came to bring the sword. And it's like, if we're not preparing, if we're not the ones at war, then the time we've been wasting, others have been, the other influencers have not been wasting. They've been diligent and building up their own kingdoms, which is, in their view, much better than mm-hmm. ours. And they're going to do everything they can to topple ours. And we can see that all around us. doesn't matter yeah. what industry you're in. And even coming full circle, John, you mentioned earlier Father Geertek saying that if you call upon Christ, his name out loud at the beginning of your day, he will come more into your day. So I think a practical is if we want to live more purposefully, spend more time doing meaningful things, let's just call upon God in the mornings. Like I'll admit right here, I forget to pray all the time in the morning. Like it'll be 9 p.m. I'll be like getting ready for bed. I'm like, I haven't even like talked to Jesus yet. So that's one thing I'm motivated to do from this cast is to actually start bringing God back into my day right away. And then just seeing what changes might happen with that. I'll give you guys an update next cast. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Something that I've been, um, my roommate and I have been trying to live in more is just like the father's provision of specifically in Lent. Jesus, each time he was tempted, he would respond with a truth statement about the, about who God is as father. And he, you know, he said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by from every, every word that comes from the mouth of God. And then, you know, you see in the old Testament, Jer- Jeremiah, uh, the word of the word of the Lord approaches him. And he says, I have put my words in your mouth. And he says, right. Like I have, I have ordained you. I have, I have anointed you um, against nations and to go proclaim the good, the good works of the Lord. And there's just something that it's just this faith idea of, of asking the father to provide and living in this expected faith right now. So we, like, as we were driving up to Grand Marais doing this journey camping, we're just like, all right, father, like this is in your hands. Like, we're just going to go put ourselves out there and we just want to ask you, ask you to provide. And we had a great experience. Like we had a great time. And it's just this posture of, of, of expecting faith in the father's provision, not just in the desert, not just in Lent, but in our whole lives of, actually just asking for, you know, it's just maybe you're looking for a place to live next year and just saying, father, like, I'm anxious about this. I'm stressed. And he, he commands this. He's like, don't be anxious. Like I, I provide food for the grass, you know, and the grass gets cut up and it gets eaten. Everybody's like, but like you are, you are my children and how much more can I provide for you? And so I think to just, I would like to just give an encouragement to just, if there's a, if there's a stressful thing going on in your life right now, or there's anxiety, just give it to the father and actually come to the Lord asking for that. And, and within expected faith and within expected big graces saying, I, I, Lord, I, I want this to be done. Could you provide this for me? And then if it's in his will, he's going to do it. You know, um, I've just seen that a lot in my life. There's been a few things that I've just been praying for and it's just come through. And it's really, it's just really encouraging kind of going back to what Joe Massick was talking about. Of just what would it be like for us to go out and listen to the father and respond and to ask the father for good things. And I think you honestly summarized what we were kind of getting at right there. So um, practicals. I mean, that I know my practical. mine's just bringing God into the day and um, bringing him into the mundane and seeing where that leads me. Mine would be when you're leisuring, 
keep in the back of your mind, what is this, this leisure for? It has a function. What was, the, what was your quote again? What was the Roman quote? Odium of Bellum? Odium of Bellum. And what does that mean again? Leisure and war. Leisure and war. That's so awesome. Yeah, I think I want to I want to reflect on that more, you know, just the the duality of of our Christian life. Yeah. Know, so. Absolutely. I just want to give the practical of kind of relying on the scriptures in this time and focusing on what the disciples are going through and seeing their struggle and seeing the the revelation of the Holy Spirit that's going to come at the beginning of Acts. And just the, the power and the authority and the, the love that they have for their ministry. Amen. Well, thanks yeah. for joining us, guys. This is another podcast. You got Eric. You got Sean. Jacob. And John. Sons of Thunder is a podcast for young men by young men about living a life centered around faith, fellowship, and fitness.